Makers of Sport podcast, episode 49, Halftime. discuss topics such as professionalism, entrepreneurship, and business to help you and your careers so that you can apply it to the sports industry. Success. What does it mean to you? Is it fame? Is it wealth? Or is it simply taking care of your bills with maybe a little left over all while you get to work on the things that you care about? In today's day and age, we are constantly berated with the word success on social media, television, and in our daily lives. People are literally obsessed with success. The problem is, typically people do not know what success even means. Success is subjective. There is not real measurable data or a hard line that states exactly what it is. It means different things to different people. Matt Stevens, the illustrator behind the Nike Air Max 100 project, who was also interviewed on episode 15 of this podcast, mentioned that we should define what success is to you so that you know when you have achieved it. Now, I believe that this is a very good way to view the word success. We have different goals in our lives, each of us do. We each have different circumstances and situations that we live with. What is successful to you might not be successful to me and vice versa. In the US, we have become inundated with wealth, fame, and power. We often see guys like Donald Trump, who is sort of the, the talk of the moment with the presidential campaign coming up, on television with his billions of dollars, model wives, or, or in other circumstances, we see professional athletes and their cars, endorsement deals, and huge houses. TMZ fills our Facebook feed or television with tales both good and bad about the rich and famous. There was even once a show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And I know that I'm certainly a fan of the new HBO series Ballers, where status, wealth, women, and football reign supreme. By these standards, we are brainwashed to believe success is fast and expensive cars, multiple mansions, and plenty of love partners of your preference to choose from at will. The odd thing, though, is that even though we live in the most affluent and arguably safest times in the history of human life, many of us still tend to be miserable or depressed, even those that we view as allegedly successful. Author Jim Rubens writes in his book, Over Success, that success is both a good and a bad thing, that we as humans strive to have internal satisfaction from producing something of value and being recognized by people close to us for achieving a goal or mastering something difficult. The unhealthy aspect of success, though, is that when we pathologically pursue 
or become fixated on unattainable goals in relation to what an ordinary individual can achieve. More wealth, fame, power, and outward beauty are not things that are easily attainable, yet somehow our obsession for them is great. Part of the reasoning behind this is our ability to selectively share on social networks such as Instagram and Facebook the happiness or alleged happiness of our lives. Movie stars and professional athletes alike give us regular Joes a glimpse into their glamorous daily lives. One cannot run from seeing these things in this modern era of internet sharing. Even if you try, someone will share something about the Kardashians, Donald Trump, or some other wealthy person in your social feeds because they too are obsessed with these allegedly successful people. Setting goals is great. They are good for morale, good for you to try to achieve something. But we must be realistic in setting goals. For example, how many of us that work in sports really wanted to play in the NFL when we were kids? Or we wanted to maybe be a famous musician? Probably most of us in some way, shape, or fashion wanted to be something that was highly unachievable uh, statistically. But setting a goal to do one of those things and not have something to fall back on is just setting yourself up for failure. How many NBA players don't make it into league but did not pay attention in school or build on their other interests? Our bodies are fragile things. When the knee gives out or our natural abilities of speed and quickness are just not up to par with the elite, these athletes had nothing else to fall back on because they gave their lives for their dream. And many times they end up broke, sick, in jail, or even in some cases committing suicide because that very thing was their identity. We should all set goals in our lives, but those goals should be attainable and reachable. Things such as achieving all A's in school, getting a job with a sports organization, or learning some extra skills such as web development. These goals have a clear end and once they are reached, you can always modify and add new goals. When I was in high school, my dream was to design sneakers for Nike. If I had never modified that goal, I'd never be where I am today, and I would have set myself up for failure because I knew internally that I was not interested in relocating to Portland, Oregon, which is a must for a sneaker designer at a place like Nike or even Adidas. I knew that I was not attending a college that had an industrial design program, the typical degree of a sneaker designer. So I ended up discovering graphic design, modifying my goals, and finding new loves like podcasting and sports design. I didn't know about these things when I was in high school. One, because podcasting didn't even exist yet, and sports design definitely didn't exist the way that it does today. Setting your sights on one goal is limiting yourself. Money and fame are another thing that always seems to be associated with success. I do not believe that success and fame are mutually exclusive. We as the creative industry tend to have an unhealthy obsession with fame. Everyone seems to want to be designer famous. They want to be known. They want their work to be known. They want to be invited to speak at conferences or show up on podcasts or blog articles. They want to have the most liked post on Dribble or Behance. I promise you that no one outside of the design industry cares about your work. 
Even if you are creating for the biggest college football program or the best NFL football team or any sport for that matter, ask any general person on the street to name the famous designer behind that work. They have no clue. In fact, they don't have no clue about any famous designers. If you were to ask them, most likely they're going to give you some fashion designer uh, of some brand that they've heard of, or maybe even they might say Steve Jobs. Not even Johnny Ive, the actual designer of Apple products, would get the general recognition from regular Joe on the street. If we had a clear look into the bank accounts of some of these so-called famous designers, I bet we'd get a better view on how empty and fraudulent success is in regards to fame. Now, there's no question, just because one is famous uh, does not mean that maybe they, they are broke, right? I'm not trying to say that in any means, but there's sort of this perception of fame, that because one is famous, they are wealthy, because they are well-known, they make a lot of money. And that's not always true. Sometimes people that aren't well-known make a lot of money because they have a deep, strong focus on their niche or their industry and aren't worried about getting industry recognition. They're worried about providing a good service that gets referrals. There's also no question that there are designers out there that make millions of dollars, such as the story about the three designers that left Nike for Adidas. Those guys were all making millions of dollars. And they're doing top-notch, super-secretive work at those brands for some of the biggest selling pieces at those brands, such as sneakers. And there's definitely designers at Google that make millions of dollars. But those are the equivalent to the Michael Jordans of this industry. Working for some top-notch sports team does not solely mean you are successful, and especially not wealthy. Success is a mindset. It's something that we create. And it is different for each of us. I personally consider myself successful. Am I designer famous? No. Am I wealthy? No. Am I an influencer? No. Maybe in a small, very niche community, if any at all. But I do consider myself successful according to my measuring stick. Because earlier on in my career, I defined success for me as being able to support my family while doing what I love. I wanted to own a house, have minimal to no debt, and be able to have, be able to give my wife the opportunity to stay home with our kids when they're young, all while not working at a place that I hate, but rather running my own business and being in charge of my own free time. Success for me is about quality of life and flexibility of time, all while covering my fixed costs. I have achieved this. Does that mean that I'm done? No way. That just means that I've set newer goals and will try to achieve those goals. There are varying degrees of success in my opinion. I have achieved this most basic success that I can professionally according to those initial goals. But there are also individual successes within projects that I create. For example, is achieving new and noteworthy in the iTunes store amongst hundreds of thousands of podcasts, something that this podcast has done, Something to consider successful? I believe so. But the podcast makes no money. So if, that were my, if my measuring stick were only about dollars, then this show is an utter failure. Stop trying to package success up in some box like it's a tangible thing. It's not. It's flexible. It's different for each of us and should be specific to the individual.
To reiterate what Matt Stevens said in episode 15, define what success is to you and you alone so that you will know when you've achieved it. Your success is yours to own and define, no one else's. If you have any questions or comments for me on this topic or have suggestions for any other topic you'd like for me to discuss in these halftime episodes, then please feel free to email me at info at makersofsport.com. And speaking of email, you've probably been seeing through Twitter, there's been a lot of chatter about the weekly newsletter that I've been sending called Weekend Reads. It's private content for subscribers of the newsletter. And usually I will share links of things that I find inspiring, or I'll write other write articles that are similar to these halftime episodes to really push you to think outside the box and talk about my own challenges in my career. So if you are interested in that, then you can support the show by going to sign up at makersofsport.com slash email. On next week's episode, the two founders of the Hardwood Hustle podcast are joining the show. Alan Stein, who is a strength and conditioning coach at DeMatha High School, where he's worked with guys like Kevin Durant and Victor Oladipo of the NBA, as well as Adam Bradley, the founder of a popular independent radio network in the D.C. Maryland area, are joining me on Makers of Sport podcast to talk about their very popular podcast called The Hardwood Hustle. We'll discuss starting a business in sports and mixing your passion with what you're good at. So for these guys, it's basketball. They love basketball. They mix that in some way to start a business with it and to make money from it because they're obviously not good enough to play in the league, like most of us. They define their success early on, and they're, they're working hard to achieve it. Now, obviously, these guys aren't cut from the typical designer cloth as most of our guests, but I guarantee you they will provide you with fantastic advice when it comes to being successful in the sports industry. As always, please like, rate, and write reviews of this show on iTunes. You can get there by going to makersofsport.com slash iTunes. I'll also accept likes or ratings on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whatever app you happen to be listening to this podcast in. Here's a review written recently by iTunes user Josh NPHL for Philadelphia, who also happens to be Josh NPHL at Josh NPHL on Twitter, a very talented designer and illustrator that I had the pleasure of meeting at Creative South. Josh says, first and foremost, this review is long overdue. Makers of Sport is an excellent podcast for designers who are fascinated by the visual components of sports marketing. The interviews are well-researched, informative, entertaining, and feature many of the best designers in the industry. The alternating halftime episodes are not to be missed, as they are a free education in many of the topics not covered in design classes, which are highly beneficial to new people entering the field, as well as experienced designers who may be contemplating a career change. I look forward to listening to Makers of Sport for a long time. Keep up the great work. Many thanks to Josh Ash, also known as at Josh in PHL in Philly. Everyone can also go check out Josh's work on dribble.com slash Josh in PHL. The rest of you, please go to makersofsport.com slash iTunes right now and hit the five star. Stop what you're doing unless you're driving. Even better, write something on there telling listeners and myself how much you like the show and what you like about it. Who knows? Maybe next time I'll read you and share your portfolio on the air. 
One more quick announcement. I mentioned in episode 25, the interception show with Joe Bosack, that I was rebranding my design business to Mountain and Company. If you haven't seen it yet or you don't happen to follow the show or myself on Twitter, I launched that, I launched that site last week. It's at madebymountain.com, and that's mountain abbreviated, madebymtn.com. Also, follow the Twitter account, at madebymtn. There are only a few case studies up there right now, but I have some large projects that I'm working on finishing up and plan to get that updated as soon as possible. Check it out and let me know your thoughts on Twitter. Lastly, follow me, ask questions, say hello to me online, like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash makersofsport. I'm at T. Adam Martin on Twitter. The show is at Makers of Sport. Until next time, have a good week.